Hey everyone, this is Jen Kesnick and you're listening to You Be You and I'll Be Me. And today on the podcast, I have my friend Liz O'Shaughnessy. Hi Liz. Hi Jen. Thanks for coming on. Sure, my pleasure. Uh, so Liz, you are the executive director of the Freeport Trailer, also known as Colloquy, mm-hmm. which stands for Compassion, Love, and Kindness. And tell us all about that. What, how'd you get started in that? Okay, well, about 10 years ago, I had read this little blurb in the Long Island Free Press, and it was about a trailer that had been set up to um, give the day laborers who tend to frequent at the Home Depot in um, Freeport a place to go and wait for work, as opposed to standing outside on the corners. Mm -hmm. And it kind of blew me away because I had never seen this trailer, and I'm up and, you know, back and forth on Sunrise Highway many, many times. Yeah. So um, I was, it kind of piqued my interest. With that being said, my son, who grew rapidly throughout his teenage years, had so many like really good, useful clothes, jeans, work boots. So I packed it all up and I went in search of this trailer. Oh, cool. Um, the day I went, it happened to be a really cold, cold day in November. And it's kind of set back by the railroad tracks mm-hmm. in a very industrial part of Freeport. But I was able to find it, and um, I was just completely blown away when I, when I got there because it was filled with these men, and um, I just couldn't um, believe that I had never stopped to think about the day laborers, like where they go in the off-season, yeah. what are their lives like. I just kind of would pass them and, and not really give it a second thought. Now here I was in the mist. They ran to help me with my bags. I went up to this trailer, and um, a father, Tom... McNamara answered the door and he kind of showed me around and again like the spirit of the place was tremendous Um, and I asked him what I could do to help and he said little did you know (laughs) (laughs) exactly but what Father Tom said was all you need to go is come and treat them with dignity and that'd be great and I thought to myself well that's really easy I'm already feeling this connection here and I, I started going, and I started, rather than take up space, I wanted to be useful, so um, they didn't really have any programs or classes there, so even though I'm not a teacher, or a, uh, or was I fluent in Spanish, but I did start teaching um, an ESL class, because I figured any um, work-related vocabulary would be super useful, yeah. and, um, and you that did, was really... You did teach two kids how to speak English, so I did, you yes. knew what you were doing. That was easy. <laughs> It's a little more difficult. <laughs> Grown men, most yeah. of whom have never even been to school, right. which blows my mind. I yeah. mean, again, these are the things I've learned over the years that you just can't conceive of that... Um, it's just such another world it, that they're coming from. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's easy to drive by and see a group of men standing outside the Home Depot and not give it a second thought. But when you are face-to-face with someone and you're learning their story... You know, you can't unknow that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, once you're aware, then it's like, okay. Exactly. Now That's, I gotta help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, awareness that'll get you every time. Yeah. Yeah. There's no walking away from that. No, and and the you know the motto or mission statement is every human being has an equal inherent worth and right to dignity, which you wouldn't give a second thought to. Of course, of course that is the the case. Mm-hmm. But here are these people you know, these faceless, invisible people who just want to be looked in the eye and greeted and 
spoken to nicely the way you would speak to anyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't even believe that that's like a thing you have to say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and what I realized once I started um, getting to know these guys through these ESL classes is that their lives were so difficult. Yeah. So driving by, you see them like, oh, here's some guys waiting for work. They'll go to work. They'll get paid. And But there's so much more to the story than that. And um, I... They, they amaze me. They continue to amaze me because um, I don't think I could survive a week in their shoes. And this is, you know, this has been an entire lifetime of um, really working extremely hard for very little money and um, not really ever getting out of that cycle, yeah. which, is, which is really, um, you know, the part of it that's starting that I've already realized. But I was like, oh, you know, we can help them and, and things will get better. And basically, um, you know, with the lack of immigration reform, you know, those things are not happening. And um, I'm just, you know, keeping my fingers crossed that we don't actually go backwards, that, you know, we can continue to focus on recognizing the value of these workers. Right. And and they shouldn't be forced to live in poverty or or live as criminals, actually, if you want to, you know really stick to the letter of the law. And here is one group of them that you're helping, and this is countrywide. Countrywide, I yes. mean, I just, I, I was telling you before we started that I drove to and from California this past year, and it's every single place you go. Everywhere. And, and you don't have a Freeport trailer everywhere you go. No, as a matter of fact, the Freeport trailer is the only municipally sanctioned site on all of Long Island. And um, that that actually blows my mind because, as you know, from being out here on the East End, there's so many um, workers who are seasonal or day laborers and um, with the farms and Mm -hmm. everything else, and they have no place to go. And one thing that I've also learned, um, sadly, is when the economy is good and, and these guys are working hard, they're up on the roofs, they're pushing lawnmowers, they're doing other more skilled stuff as well. But no one, no one uh, is bothered by that because they're working. But, you know, in a bad economy, you tend to see them start gathering more at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And now everyone has a problem with them. Right. And, and let me backtrack. Not everyone has a problem with them. But the, it seems like the people who do are, are, are very vocal about it. And, um, and that's, they're just coming from a fear-based, you know, they don't know who these people really are. They're not taking the time to get to know them. Exactly. You know, it's just like, I'm scared of that. You know, like, yeah. just get to know someone and realize that that's a human being. Yeah. I'd love to share a story along those lines. Yeah. Because it's, it's really that human interaction is the very transformative piece that needs to happen. And that's why... So, so I started off teaching the ESL classes and then... Uh, different things happened, the trailer closed, and, and that's when I formed Kolokai to get it reopened, because I was like, this place cannot close. It, was, it had to be extremely difficult to get it put there in the first place, so yeah. kudos to the people who got that done. It hasn't really happened anywhere else, and in the few places where it did happen, those, those sites have been removed. So, um, you know, with um, some money that was lent to me from my parents, we were able to incorporate, get nonprofit nice. status, and, and move forward. But a big, um, and we reopened. So in 2010, um, the doors were back open, and, and it's been a wonderful place, not only for me, but for the guys as well. But getting back to how that human interaction, which is a, a big component in, in what I aim to do there, and constantly inviting people to come visit, there were um, a few people who were very active on Facebook with their, um, 
they did not like the fact that we were there mm-hmm. and they were making some racist comments and and you know I would just I'd be pleasant and and respectful and try to explain like this is what we're doing we're not taking anything from you we're privately funded blah 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 and um and then at a certain point I just had to block them from Facebook because it was just a waste of energy yeah um with that being said and I won't go into all the details but I through Facebook I could I knew what this one of these persons looked like and they came to our area on unrelated business Mm -hmm. they were checking out something they're um, you know concerned resident of Freeport and they were checking out some activity that was happening there development but I knew who it was immediately and um, I kind of just stayed away from her and she left she did whatever she needed to do there and she left but I did know that one of the guys had been talking to her the very next day, I come to the trailer, and there's all this brand new um, fencing. Oh. It's like chicken wire fencing, rolls of it. And Nika, the gentleman who she had been speaking with, he said, oh, you know, this nice lady bought this fencing for me. I was telling her how I planted the beans, and the rabbits were eating my frijoles. And, mm. and um, I'm like, well, not that lady who was here yesterday. He's like, see, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, no way. There's absolutely no way. And, um, it's like a movie. It was, I, I couldn't believe it. And yeah. I actually didn't believe him. But then a couple of days later, she came back and she was like kind of walking back to check out the, his garden again. Yeah. We have a bigger garden, but he's expanded it. Um, so I walked out there and I wasn't going to, you know, call her out on anything, any of her past activity, but I just introduced myself and um, shook her hand. I just, you know, told her how grateful Nika was and how that was so nice of her to do that. And but honestly, here was someone who was who was um, very much opposed to what we were doing there from the comfort of her own home. Right. But when she had a conversation with this faced with humanity. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it changed everything, and she yeah. actually you know went out of her way and um spent money and came back and great and uh yeah so that's that's really cool Mm -hmm. and that's all you need to do is have a conversation because they're fathers and mothers and parents and children and uncles and aunts just like everybody else it's really easy to read things in the news and and just kind of like you know make everything very black and white yeah let me tell you there's a lot of gray and um you know that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and now I read, I mean, I saw on Facebook that one post that you had this year about um, that man that you were helping who had to go to jail. Yes. So what what happened with that whole thing? Because that was really sad. Yeah. So Marco has, over the years, has become, you know, uh, I've become very friendly with him because he's always got a smile on his face. Yeah. And he's... he's um, you know, he wasn't always at the trailer because he was such a skilled worker. So he was always working, he was you know, demand. so I would see yeah. him, you know, once in a while when he, when he would come in and, and that's how I got to know him. And, um, then we got word there was an outstanding warrant. So the problem is this, um, if someone gets a ticket and they don't show up for court, that very minor infraction, whether it's, um, loitering yep. or open beverage or something like that if you don't go to court that becomes a warrant goes out for your arrest if you don't deal with it yes yes so this was something um a summons had been mailed to a house that he had moved out of right 
the landlord never afford it. This happens all the time. Absolutely. All the time. That's why, you know, I'll, I'll tell the guys if it's important stuff that you're not expecting in the near future, use our, you know, P.O. box or yeah, that's whatever. Yeah, um, So he never even got the summons. Yeah, he so, didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even know he was wanted. This was from seven years ago. And I actually was able to speak to his attorney, and she was like, you know, it was really so minor. It was just one of those unfortunate things. Right. So he was picked up by ICE, and um, he, I think he was in detention from, like, September 4th until he was finally able to make bail, thanks to the GoFundMe campaign that Jobs with Justice started, that the Freeport trailer, you know, promoted, and... um, his family helped yeah. out, and, and I think his boss helped out as well. Oh, so good. he's now out on bail, and he just has to address um, his situation. Right, but and here's this, you know, a minor infraction that anybody would have, but they would, you know, get the summons and pay it and be done with exactly. it. Exactly. And here's, he's got a language barrier. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's got this family that depends on him. Right. You know, it was just heartbreaking. It was really heartbreaking. And he has a 14-year-old daughter, so you can imagine, like, that's such a tough age Absolutely. to Because yeah. she's, she, was she, you know, she's in school here. Mm-hmm. This is her high school. This is her town, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so... To be like, yeah, my dad's in jail. You know, that's yeah, hard for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't imagine. So I'm, I was so happy to see that he was out. and He's out on bail, yeah. yeah. So we'll keep our fingers crossed that um, all goes well. Yeah. That there's common sense involved but, yeah, and decency. And, and that's the thing. You have to rely on this justice system that's, you know, so crazy, mm-hmm. too. It's like... Um, you know, just hope you get a good public defender because he's not hiring a lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just all these mountains that they mountains. face mm-hmm. on a daily basis. It's mm-hmm. just unfathomable. And, you know, I'm sure they're in this political climate. They're scared. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting because um, I work with these men who have, and, and many of them, you know, Marco's, um, He's not a young man, but he's younger. Some of these, you know, some of the older gentlemen, their family, their family, their families, families, families are back in their countries. Yeah. You know, so um, they have been through so much that I, what I gather, and and you know, and and I have the language barrier as well, but there's not this like horrible fear because this is just more of the same. Like this is like nothing has really ever been easy. Yeah. So what we're focusing on is. Um, Making sure, listen, if you need a ride to court, we'll, you know, but mm-hmm. do not um, ignore anything. It's right. crucial that you don't ignore anything. Um, don't get into trouble. You right. know, don't. Um, one of the things that happens also, and, and it's such a shame because just because someone has a driver's license doesn't give them, you know, social services or citizenship or anything like that. What it does do, it, you, you, it, it makes it legal for someone to drive who... I mean, you know as well as I, anyone who lives on Long Island, like, it's virtually impossible to work. And without a license. Without a license. And, and most of the guys do not drive. Mm-hmm. But for the few who have families here and are skilled, whatever, like, they simply can't survive without sometimes getting behind the wheel. Yeah. Which I even discourage that. But that it, I can't tell anyone what to do. Right. They have to put bread on the table at the end of the day. Right. But that's another offense that... Um, it's devastating. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine the fear of being pulled over when you're just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, God, now yes. what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. 
I know. It's just like a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. It really is. So I commend you for your work that you're doing. It's really unbelievable and inspiring to, to see. And uh, it's great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. It's, um, I always say, I mean, it's, it's not the fanciest job. <laughs> I am going to go to the trailer at the Home Depot in Freeport. But um, <laughs> it um, has um, enriched my life yeah. like, beyond belief. And I call myself the accidental ED because really all I was doing was dropping off clothes. Right. And um, then. Other time. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's nine years later, it's eight years later. And, and so did it have any affiliation with the Catholic Church in the beginning? So in the beginning, Catholic Church. So Father Tom. Um, was working through Catholic Charities. There was a woman there who was opening and closing. Um, Catholic Charities was wonderful in the transition because I wasn't privy to why the trailer closed. I think there was a lack of communications between the foundation, Haggard on Foundation, that was funding it, Catholic Charities that was managing it, and and the local government had been um, changing. So whatever happened there, the fact is it closed. Yeah. Um, it seems like a, a terrible shame. And um, Catholic Charities actually sold Kolokai the trailer, which oh, I owned, nice. for one dollar. So, oh, uh, cool. yeah, I'm very appreciative of <laughs> yeah, that transaction. Great. Thank goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, like, I can't imagine how it must make you feel to be able. I mean, you probably think it's like a gift that you get to help these people Absolutely. and get to feel the, the way it makes you feel when you know that you're profoundly helping someone's life. Absolutely. And, you know, I have bad days, too. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Bad weeks, you know, where sometimes I'm like, I'm, I just need a break. Yeah. But then something always happens that literally turns everything around. I'm like, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, why I is, do this. Yeah. I, whether it's just like everything else, right? You know? Like, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's always these, like, incredibly heartwarming um, stories that come out of it. And, um, you know... Not everyone's an angel. That's that's sometimes when the the I'm like uh, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. But that's usually um, that has nothing to do with the workers. It has to do with um, all the issues that mm-hmm. um, come out of people who have been living in poverty, who grew up in poverty, yeah. um, who have addictions, who maybe have a mental illness, and and we never want to turn anyone away. But we're such a um, and we don't, mm-hmm. unless they break the rules. Um, but we're, we really are such a small community-based organization that that, that presents um, some challenges. You know, it's just me, and I have one like very part-time um, woman who's a saint uh, who, nice. who comes in three mornings a week to help out. Yeah, so she's bilingual and makes life a lot easier for me. That's that's good. Yeah. After all this time, you picked up a little Paquito Spanish. Oh, see. <laughs> That's great. And, you know, what was the pivotal moment when you were like, all right, I'm going to do this? Um, so, I don't... Okay, so the day I walked in, I was like, I just have to be involved some yeah. way. I never anticipated it closing and then um, me as exec- executive director running the entire place. But that was literally, um, without sounding corny, that was like my aha moment. Like, yeah. I was like, this is just something I've never experienced. And um, these guys are awesome. And, and, and not only are they hardworking, but they maintain a really amazing spirit. Yeah. Like there's a lot of laughter on days and, and just their whole attitude. 
Um, so it's kind of just happened slowly, I guess. Mm-hmm. The trailer closed. I was calling around hoping another organization would come in and, and take it over. Um, and I had the fortune slash misfortune. <laughs> um, to call Gene Kelly, who's the executive director of the Inn, I'm saying, look, this place is important. Is there any way you can run it? And she's like, well, why don't you form a non- nonprofit and and run it? And um, that's really, like, can that's I do, really. Can I do that? Yeah, I was like, how do you do that? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot, and yeah. I learned a lot on the fly. So I made some mistakes, but nothing totally, you know, detrimental to the progression of it. And, and you um, learned from them and moved on. I learned a lot. I mean, I've never written. I had to get Haggard on back on board to, for funding. I had to work with a new administration in Freeport. So I was completely um, taking, taken out of my comfort zone. Right. And um, But I've certainly added a bunch of new tools to my kit. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. You can write grants now I and can. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's it's when you're pushing yourself out of that comfort zone that you really get to grow, you know, spiritually, emotionally, and everything. So Absolutely. It's, it's probably besides being a mom to your awesome kids, um, the greatest thing you can your life's work. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. And I don't know, you know, hopefully someday soon there'll be no reason to have a trailer yeah. that the, you know. Um, but for now, I'm I'm really happy that I landed there because I feel like it's added a lot of value to my life. Yeah. I've gotten to meet amazing, amazing people. Um, and uh, it is, it's, it's an absolute gift. I mean, you know, if you want to feel better about anything, help somebody else. Right. And you get to do that every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's great. That's a gift. With that being said, I remember the first couple months I'd be driving them and be like, and my stomach would be in knots. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, do they even want me there? Do yeah. they, you know, but obviously, um, it's been kind of cool too, because, you know, I never, I never look for gratitude from the guys. I'm like, we're here because you, you deserve this. You yes. deserve better. You know, no one, and I don't think anyone feels entitled or that, or that they're owed anything, but I'm happy to be able to provide a bathroom, yeah. you know, a hot meal before they go to work, shelter right. from storms and, and this and that, and a little bit of ESL. You know, this is not, um, you know, we're not handing out diplomas, but we're, yeah. we're helping with some... Get through it. Get through it, yeah. So, um, and do you have, I know, like, my husband uh, works with a lot of Spanish guys, and he always is, you know, helping them, like, with, like, all right, give me the phone, let me talk to your landlord, you know, like, stuff like that oh, all yeah, the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, it's, like, all, nonstop, then. It's, it's nonstop, and you know what's another, um, you know, our world is changing so quickly, it's almost impossible to apply for low-level jobs without a computer, Oh. You know, even entry-level jobs at in a warehouse or at, you know, a supermarket or Costco, like, you have to apply online. Yeah. And um, so we, so I do a lot of that because not everyone has access to a computer. To a computer, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very telling that all these, you know, entry-level positions really require, mm-hmm. like, that. And do you find, like, these guys all help each other, too? They're all, like, networked, like, oh, I'm going to bring my... Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what, you know, I see with the with the guys that live around us that Mark works with. 
everybody, oh, that's my cousin, that's my brother, that's my brother-in-law, yes. that's my mm-hmm. other cousin's brother, you know, and, and everybody helps each other. They really do. Yeah. And just um, this Very week, family-oriented. Yeah, this week I was, I was surprised because I got there and they told me, I won't mention any names in case he's listening, um, <laughs> but that so-and-so went to work and it was a, it was a heavy-duty um, physical labor job. And I'm like, really? I'm like, why, um, why did, you know, he go? And, and it was because one of the guys, um, Ricardo, uh-huh. like, is grateful to this gentleman for all the help that he's, he worked so hard at the trailer um, that he wanted to, um, you know, make sure that he, he got a day's pay. Unfortunately, a bunch of the guys um, worked at the car wash right on Sunrise Highway in uh-huh. Merrick. And that closed down, and it's uh, under construction. I'm not even sure if it's a new owner, if they'll be hired back, but it's they've been out of work for many, many months now. And what and, do you do? Uh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because a lot of the guys who work there are tend to be like our older workers. Yeah. So they're not getting picked out of the lineup. Right. You know, they're... Um, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that must be... Talk about a pit in your stomach. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, to live like that day in and day out. Ugh. Yeah. That's rough. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, what can people do to contribute, to help? Where can they find you? Um, Well, we are having um, an event coming up. I don't want to update this podcast. No, that's right. June 3rd, we're going to be doing um, a dinner at the United Church of Apple Center. And we changed it up a little this year. year. Our event was always this really fabulous party. Um, and this will be nice, but it'll be dinner. It'll be a little bit more low key. And, but we're going to bring some of the workers, and really that that community integration thing yeah. is key. Yes. So um, in the big Mulcahy's, that's great. We might go back to that next year. But I really, and even though we bring some of the guys, it it was just uh, too big. So this will be a little more intimate. And um, so anyone who's available to come to that. But so you know, money's always wonderful. Yeah. Um, we don't always need help fixing things because we've got like all these labor. Guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they they really maintain. We just completed a renovation, um, uh, and they did all the work. Obviously, and we have an organic garden, and they tend that. Amazing. And um, and can they eat that food? Oh, like, do they take it's that home? Amazing. I mean, that's a really cool part that's of awesome. the trailer. We this is like our fifth or sixth year, and originally I didn't even want to start it because I'm like, oh, it's just another right. thing. And um, but then I realized now they, I'm a farmer. Yeah, but that, I'm not even allowed to touch it. Like, yeah, cause they got they it. come from mostly, uh, most of them come from agricultural backgrounds. Yes, or everyone in Guatemala or Honduras or Mexico. If you weren't growing up in the city, which many of these guys were not, they're country guys. They have a garden, so they knew they know what they're doing. Sure, and it was almost like therapy. Yeah, that like, they're out there and planting. Yeah, and then they reap what they. Um, so yeah, so we we um, Nicholas cooks a meal every morning. He does. He has it ready by six a.m. And it, you know, with that, it's for the working man. Yeah, and it's not a typical American breakfast that doesn't fly with this crew. Sure, it's um, nu- nutrient dense with protein. There's always um, chicken and vegetables. So with our garden, we just supplement. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. The first year I was planting lettuces, and, and they're like, yeah. no. Okay. Here's the kale. onions and, yeah, the lettuce was a flop. We can but, juice these, you guys. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they know what they like to eat, and yeah. that's what gets planted now. Yeah. So, so, so money, of course, is always helpful. Bicycles, use bikes. If, you, if oh, anyone right. wants to clean out the garage, this is the major means of transportation. 
And even if it's something, I mean, we don't want to take garbage, of course, but if it's something where there's some salvageable parts, they can fix the bikes yeah. they already have. Um, but again, a major component is that, you know, community integration. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to come visit the trailer, shoot me a text or an email. We'd love to have visitors. The tour takes literally a couple minutes, but you might meet some workers and form your own relationships. That's another thing that we um, encourage. Like if we send someone out on a job, we'll help those guys make business cards if they want, or we'll give the trailer and we're like, write your name on this with the number and give that to the person who hired you because we want you to not need this trailer yeah. eventually. Because now you're their guy. That right. They're always exactly. call and, mm-hmm. and, you know, give work to. And so what's your website? It's, um, kolokaiinc.com so c-o-l-o-k-i-i-n-c yes which is a little tricky so we also got freeporttrailer.com ah perfect Mm -hmm. freeporttrailer.com as well and we're on facebook so if anyone wants to like us on facebook that would be great yeah perfect um that's all good come visit us we just had an, an earth day um with that intention that people come and um Oh, how to share go. a meal with the guys. It was great. I think next year, I don't know why we did it on Earth Day because there's so much going on. So we right. wanted people to bring their kids, but the Cub Scouts are doing something and the Brownies are doing something. So yeah. um, we had a decent turnout, but I, I think it'd be really fun. And the guys loved it. Yeah. And I really want to focus on um, doing more of that. That's cool. Yeah. They cooked. We had um, arroz con leche. Oh, so nice. people got to taste that. And then... Uh, Nicholas made a big, that beautiful soup with, um, you know, he's from El Salvador, so it was a, a dish from El Salvador. And so does he work at the trailer, or does he is he the, like, guy in charge of the meals, or...? Yeah, he's my right-hand guy. He doesn't speak a word of English. Oh. <laughs> so he, um, he's, you know, he opens, and, and um, he doesn't close. But um, he, he had been a dishwasher for a while till the restaurant closed. Then he was washing cars till that closed... Yeah. Poor Nicholas can't seem to catch a break. Right. But he works his butt off for the trailer. And mm-hmm. just getting there and making sure it's open that early because there are, there are guys there that early. Yeah. And I can't get there that early. Right. I'm just being realistic. Right. Um, so if not for Nicholas, I don't I don't know what what we would be. And it's amaz- amazing how much you can communicate energetically. I'm sure they pick up, you know, he picks up on exactly what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's my eyes, my ears, and yeah. that's important because yeah. we do need to follow the rules. That's right. Um, and so we give him like a small stipend, and he deserves so much more. I know. He deserves so much more. So um, you know, I, we just try to help him out as as much as possible. Yeah. And, and um, well, you got a big heart, Liz. Oh, thanks, thanks. I think um, I think I got very lucky because I was able to just, you know stumble upon this yeah. and, and then whatever point in my life my kids were getting a little bit older and I, I had um, I don't know the ability the time to run with it and right. um, the stars and aligned we're still there yeah. I can't believe that we're, we're still there and we're still going strong and and um, we're small but that, that's that's all we need yeah. you know we're not, we're not looking to have this giant uh, center like right. we just gotta keep that trailer dry and Help warm one and person at a time <laughs> Uh, but I must say, I know your whole family, the McFeelys, and shout out to uh, Jack and Miff because they raised a nice family. Oh, <laughs> that's very nice. Right? Yes, yes. Everyone's compassionate and in service and 
great athletes. <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> well, they, I have to say, they're amazing parents. And um, starting when I was in high school, they were very involved with an orphanage down in Mexico. Really? And um, my sister Katie and I, especially, I don't know if the younger girls went, but um, we went back down a number of times and it was like the greatest experience. These That's kids. Awesome. You know, at that time, the orphanage was just getting started. So they literally maybe were like kicking a can around a courtyard and we just got to go and play with them and they, they were starved for affection. So that's literally all we had to do was, um, hold um, yeah, give hugs and, and hang out. And it was the greatest experience of my life. And I think that was really, um, had an impact on me and, and I don't know, maybe in past life I was, yeah. But that's great. I mean, not too many parents, you know, would think like this is important. We need to do that. Yeah, they didn't have you to know, bring when us. We were kids. Absolutely. Yeah, and I and I hope um, I hope that my kids, you know, experiencing the 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 work that I've done at the trailer, that that will. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, it's it's already happening. Um, Devin's on co-op, and she's working at a um a women's health clinics in the inner Philadelphia city. Amazing. So yeah, every every day it's a different clinic and a, and like a different ethnicity. So her world is exploding right now. That's cool. And um, I'm so happy yeah. that that's the internship she applied for. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you must be proud. That's awesome because you know we do need to teach empathy and that we are all in this together and it's up to us to help each other and you know no man is an island and Mm -hmm. you know help when you can absolutely yeah yeah it's not just about posting sweet thoughts right and um and it's not always easy but everyone can do a little something and I'm telling you like sometimes just being kind yeah to one of these worries like some guys are depressed sometimes they're very isolated but just you know They'll come back to me with stories of, oh, you know, this lady, she gave me a ride. Some, you know. It, it makes my day when a stranger is nice to me right. for no mm-hmm. reason. I'm like, I just had the best exchange with that lady in 7-Eleven. That was so much fun, and I feel great yeah. now. Yeah. You know, so I can't imagine if I didn't get that from anywhere, mm-hmm. how starved for that I would feel. You right, know? right. It just gives you a lift when somebody's nice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mark and I were talking about that recently. He was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. It was actually very funny. But he was saying, like, if everybody was just a little bit nicer, mm-hmm. that would just go a long way. Yeah. And I'm not the nicest person in the world. Who is? <laughs> Who but for, is? But it's, it's um, pretty easy to be nice to these guys because they just, oh. Yeah. I hear you. They give so much. Well, thank you so much for thank letting you. me chat with you about this. Thank you. This is quite the honor that I'm on your podcast. Well, I just love it. I think what you're doing is awesome. And, um, you know, I wanted everybody to hear about it. Great. So if you can help, it's uh, C-O-L-O-K-I-I-N-C dot com or freeporttrailer.com. So check that out. And as always, if you like what you heard, go to iTunes and subscribe rate and review if you'd care to, and uh, work hard, be nice, have fun, peace.